drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. Hey, this is Mark. And Dustin. And we are live here at the Big Texas Beer Fest. Of course, we'll be live by the time you see it, but... Uh, Technically, you're live everywhere you are. We are live where right. we are now, yes. Absolutely. It's not live by the time you actually see it. Uh, but we are at Big Texas Beer Fest 2017. Yes. And we thought we'd uh, show you the sights and sounds of this festival. It's it's, uh, it's a four or five years old now at this point. Yeah, I think it's five years old. Uh, we've been to three of them. Three of them, yeah. We missed one year. Yeah. Um, well, if it's five years old, we missed two. I guess we missed two then. That's a good yeah. point. That's You are really good at math. <laughs> Yeah. So what we're going to bring you today is we're going to kind of shoot around the festival, probably uh, hopefully get some interviews. Uh, exciting. So, exciting indeed. It should be good. Probst. Altered by Barbaco Apparel. Barbaco Apparel is a San Antonio-based independent clothing line that caters to Texans and Texans at heart. To find out more about Barbaco Apparel or to buy your favorite taco tea, go to barbacoapparel.com. Bobby Brown from Franconia. Uh, we are standing here in front of this uh, magnificent statue. Uh, tell us about, or not statue, but ice carving. Tell us about the ice carving. Uh, we actually started this about three years ago. We actually did a uh, original wooden style barrel. Yeah. And then uh, last year we did a boot and a, and a barrel. So we tried to come up with something new and different. This year, since we started bottling our ice box, right. it comes in uh, just a, right at 17%, uh, we actually decided to do a bottle this year. So I have a question about that. Somebody, we, we actually posted about the ice block on Reddit uh-huh. in the beer forum, and somebody would like went all up on me about, oh, there's no way that's not allowed in Texas. There's no way you could uh, get that sold through Texas. But yet, I mean, you guys say you're at 17%. I'm assuming there's a rigid process to go. There is, but I mean, as long as the TBC approves it, that's right. And they are aware of the process we use to make it. So yeah. Never <laughs> all right, then. As long as they approve it, I can care Yeah. Else. All right, so take that, Reddit. Uh, you got anything else in the pipeline coming out for Frank O'Neill? Uh, our double IPA will be coming out here in a couple of, about two weeks. Uh, we're doing for, so we do for summer. And uh, our Rough Rider Red Ale that we do for the Rough Riders up in Frisco. Yeah. Uh, we just started bottling that, so we get that in pretty much any Kroger's, Albert's, Tom Thumb up there. All right. So. Uh, anything uh, anything special going on in the future, too? Uh, anything you can talk about? Uh, nothing we can talk about <laughs> right now. We do have some, some interesting stuff coming down the road, though. Yeah. So. Be. And we're already planning stages for our 10th anniversary, so that'll all, that'll be a, that'll be a new thing. What uh, what are you planning for that? Uh, probably we we're actually talking about maybe doing 10 different ice boxes. Wow, yeah. nice. We're, we're thinking about doing an ice box of every beer we do. See. <laughs> all right. You know, some may turn out all right, some may suck. <laughs> all right, all right, Bobby. Thanks for your time. All right, so we're here with Kendra, Tommy, and Chris from Noble Ray Brewing. Uh, tell us about your setup here. Is this your arcade that you set up? So, no, yeah, this is uh, not our arcade. We actually used, uh, we teamed up with uh, Free Play out of Richardson and soon to be in Arlington. Uh, they brought out all the games. Uh, they set them all up. We just set up the bar, and uh, they helped us build our own custom uh, arcade cabinet. So what all did you bring to the festival today? So we brought uh, everything except for Bridesmaids, Tears, and Sex in a Canoe. Uh, we brought our Baracus Brown Ale, our Vertigo Double IPA, our Steampunk Steam Lager, our Golden Ray Bavarian Wit, our Paladin Pale Ale, Off the Leash, uh, Texas Red. <laughs> and then we brought two casks. We brought a uh, Blood Origin Boysenberry Steampunk, 
and then a cherry mojito golden ray. So you're one of the few people that actually brings an experimental brew to the festival. Right. You guys in uh, Petacolis, you're the only yeah. ones that seem to bring the Firkins. Oh, well, Firkins, uh, Firkins, I like doing Firkins. Tommy's kind of a different uh, yeah. read on that. He hates Firkins. But okay. Well. He's the one that makes them, so, and he does a great job at it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, what do you have coming down the you have anything new coming down the pipe? Any big plans? Yeah, we got a couple of big things. Uh, I'll let Tommy talk about that. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the beers we have coming out, um, we're going to be releasing our Bridesmaids tiers again. Um, this year it's going to be a Kettle Sour Saison with uh, rhubarb and strawberry added to that. And then um, after that we'll be having a peach blender vice. Yeah. Very nice. Are you, are you guys going to do the uh, peanut butter brampus again next yeah, year? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's kind of a, a Halloween staple now. I think it's a. I love it. Everyone at the brewery <laughs> loves it. We get a good reaction from it. So personally, I would love if you did it year round, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got to be a seasonal yeah. deal. So uh, we we often wonder, like uh, we went to the Holiday Ale Festival in Portland, and it's pretty much all experimental stuff. Um, what res- what restrictions did, did well? We talked to. Um, tops over there yeah. about the Firkins and it's pretty much what the TABC doesn't know doesn't hurt you but I do, what, what do you have to pass through to get your experimental stuff here anything if you want to do so one off for the festival what do you have to do uh, so essentially with Firkins we, we all you have to do is ch- keep the same name we're not changing anything different about it all we're doing is keeping the same beer and we're adding just adding to it, and we yeah. already sent in for label approval on like the uh, the keg size. Okay, that's all that TABC really cares about. As long as you don't change the alcohol in it, right? They just they don't care about yeah, the ingredients. Don't change the name. Don't change the alcohol. Make sure you got a listed size. Yeah, you're good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you plan? Have you done anything experimental recently that you plan to keep, like make mass production? Is there anything you're looking at so far? Uh, one of the things that we've experimented on, and I'll let Tommy talk more about the beer, but we've got a, a new IPA coming out. Uh, and it's called Tactical Combat Firefighter. So I'll let him tell you about the details of it, though. So it's going to be um, doing IPA. It's going to be uh, Amarillo, Citra, uh, Simcoe with the Columbus Bittering. And uh, we're going to do two versions of it. One version is going to be done with the Vermont uh, yeast, which is a very famous yeast up there. Uh, so it's going to be like a juicy IPA. And then we're also going to do a, a separate version of it with Saccharomyces. It's going to be like a tropical IPA version of it. So All right. We should be releasing that in the next awesome. couple months. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, have you guys had a chance to explore? And if so, what's uh, what do you what stands out here other than your own beer? Brain dead. We own the night. Brain dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the best beer I've had here. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite beer from Brain Dead? We own the night. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, so my first question is, how long was your beard before you trimmed it? How long? What, long yeah. It was longer than this. Re- longer I than that. Trim, I would expect so. I didn't trim that much at all. I basically sat down at the chair and I was like, yeah. I haven't trimmed the length down here in a while. Right. She's like, I can tell. <laughs> and then, uh, so it was kind of more of like a get the weirdness out. All right. Get the scraggliness out kind of thing. So well, We're here with Chase from Tups. Chase and his father were our first interview in Brew Bloods way back. Yeah. Yep. That was, boy, I don't even remember what episode that was, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so, how's business been in the last year? Was it even 2016 or was it 2015? Uh, it might have been 2015. Wow, was yeah. it the end of the summer of 2016? Something like that, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, how? In, in the meantime, you guys have released a lot of new beers. Uh, another yeah. question is, why does it Cezanne have no name? Uh, momentary <laughs> lack of creativity. 
It's a good for a, the, for a, pro the problem is, I mean, really, is there's there's no shortage of creativity. We come up with all kinds of weird nonsense names all the time, but right. then you do a quick Google search and you find that six other breweries already have that name, and in an effort not to get sued, yeah, we can call it Tub Saison and nobody cares. So, <laughs> right. um, and it really, I mean, it's it's an Imperial Saison, so we're kind of rolling with Tub's Imperial Saison. If we do a different Saison down the road, right that's not imperial because that's a little bit more of a niche style then we'll maybe get creative and contact our lawyers and all that kind of stuff but um, yeah I don't know that I've ever seen an imperial saison before so this is 9.4% which is the highest ABV saison I've ever seen yeah I think uh, Oak Island's chump change might be up there too I'm not okay. sure alright alright yeah. Uh, yeah I mean this this one our goal was for this this beer to drink Smooth and easy, but but very dry. Right? It'd be very dangerous. Yeah. So so, and we really love this saison yeast, this French saison yeast. So we wanted to ferment it at a temperature where we would really accentuate those yeast esters. Right. And then whatever we added to it, which is black peppercorn, bay leaf, and a little bit of light dried lemon, we didn't want to overpower that yeast ester because that's kind of the that's really the, what makes the saison great, right? Right. So in an effort to have that beer drink dry but have still some body. You know, some Saisons can drink very, very light, right? Right. We added a little bit of malt to compensate, and a byproduct of that and fermenting at a slightly higher temperature means yeah. high alcohol content. Oh, yeah. so, well, I mean, kudos, because this is very smooth. Well, it's you. got a little bit of a black peppery finish to it. Yeah. Very dry, but not so dry it's like drying my mouth out. So right. I, another, I think this is another home run for you guys. Thank this you. is really, really good. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, and I'm trying your day off, and it's it's very good. Kolsch is not a normal style I go for, but this is... I feel like you could have a few of these like by the pool during the yeah. summer and, and that kind of thing. Probably along with your Tubbs IPA, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, I, the Saison, or the, the Kolsch, is, is one of those styles where I feel like it's a style that gets used and abused, right. maybe, a little bit. And, I, I, you know, there's a lot of Kolsch's out there and blondes and light lagers out there that are used to compete as opposed to used to showcase the style absolutely yep. and so we we decided with ours you know we do have a market for light beer drinkers and and so we wanted to appease that market but we couldn't just brew carbonated water right right so we wanted to do something that had flavor so we use very traditional Kolsch yeast so you get a little bit of that fruitiness on the front end from those Kolsch yeast esters and then we actually added a little bit of applewood smoked barley so if you get a savoriness on the back end that's I do. actually that that little bit of applewood smoked barley not a smoked beer. We don't want it to drink like a smoked beer. We just want it to add some complexity and kind of a savory counterpoint to that fruitiness of the Kolsch yeast. So. I was going to say the back end that's savory makes it very different than a lot of Kolsch's because a lot of Kolsch's are not, I wouldn't say bland, but they're closer to bland. Like it, yeah. it, you actually add a little bit of spice savory to it, which is really good. Yeah. It's and nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of Kolsch's <laughs> are... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you could describe it, but not exciting, I guess. Kind of bland, yeah. I mean, to be honest, yeah. normally. So, I mean, and that style is great. I mean, those yeast esters are really nice and pleasant, a little bit of fruitiness, but the, uh, yeah, but ultimately, uh, they usually drink pretty bland and boring, so. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, your Tufts IPA, obviously very successful, very popular. And Thank you. It's a go-to for me and Mark both. Uh, the fact that you guys 
having it target has helped a ton. Yeah. Uh, with your with your distribution around here in Dallas. I was going to ask uh, the four. Is it for L or for Ella? For Ella. For Ella. Okay. Typo. Don't mind us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Untapped has it wrong. For uh, it has it spelled E L L A. So just yeah, to let you it know. It actually is E L L A. Oh, it is. Okay. I was looking up that sign. That's misspelled. Is, okay. That's a rush job on our part to get the signs <laughs> ready for today in time. So okay. If you look at the small print. It does say L. Okay. Okay. So Untapped has it right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Untapped has it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask. I mean, I know that uh, we spoke to your father earlier, and he was talking about the fact that that you guys are going to actually start canning it and bringing yeah. it out. Is that going to be like a regular thing going forward? Or is this like a one-time canning run? So it's slightly more complex. The answer to that question, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's we're going to have it as long as we have it. The problem is we so problem slash good thing I guess is we lucked into an agreement with a distributor for these hops. Ella, Galaxy, and Big Secret. So we have the hops for what we think our volume is going to be through the end of this year into the beginning of next year. But beyond that, we're on a waiting list. Like I said, we lucked in it. We shouldn't have gotten it. So um, especially Big Secret and uh, Galaxy are really hard to find hops. So uh, I don't I don't know if we can guarantee that we're going to have it next year. The, the, a lot of the breweries out there are looking for Galaxy right now, and so that hop is contracted out through like 2023 or something. Wow. So I don't what what might happen though is we'll run that beer in four pack cans starting in probably two months, as long as we have availability for the hops, and then just build a different hop profile but keep the structure of the beer the same next year. So yeah, th- that's interesting because that sounds very uh, similar to the community mosaic. That they started doing the Mosaic IPA just because those are the, the those are the hops they could get a contract for. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing. So I guess contracts on hops with so many breweries coming yeah. up and everything, that's kind of a difficult thing these days, yeah. I guess. Yeah, there's the Nelson Savon and there's the New Zealand, you know, there's a lot of New Zealand hops, South African hops are really popular right now, but the hard part is just getting access to them. So Mosaic is actually more readily available now. Citra is more readily available now, but you're paying more for them than you probably should. Unless you have a futures contract for your hops are going out four or five years. So if we can get the hops, we'll do it. Uh, but worst case scenario is that we keep Ella, because Ella actually we can still get. And then we'll build a different profile using, you know, South African if we can, or maybe Mosaic, or, you know, even some of the hops that are kind of losing their luster, I guess, like Amarillo and Simcoe, which are fantastic right. flavored hops. So maybe we can, you know, incorporate some of those with the Ella. Which is tropical and all that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll build something else if we lose our, our hop. So, we won't call it Forella, obviously. We'll have to come up with new artwork and right, get creative right. on names again. But, yeah. Sure. So, uh, anything else in the pipe you want to relay? Like anything in the future, special so, plans? We're going to do a joint launch with the, uh, the Saison. It's going to be a dark Saison. So, the, the story of this beer is kind of a, it was a trash can beer, basically. Like, we had a bunch of different grains left over, had some hops left over. We brewed the Saison, so we had the yeast, and we didn't use the yeast again because we don't have any other Saisons in our lineup. We'd lose the yeast. So we repitched that yeast into a beer that we built with kind of, you know, grains that we weren't using readily in some of the beers we were doing, thinking, ah, oh, we'll run it through the tap room, see if it sells. It turned out fantastic. Yeah. And so we spiced it up. We had sage, clove, cinnamon. We're actually going to do a joint bottle launch. We're going to do a joint bottle launch with that beer and our light saison, or our imperial light and color saison. So the artwork will blend together. When they sit on the shelf together, they'll look cool next to each other. Uh, barrel-aged, full-grown man will probably hit in like a month and a half to two months. Uh, that's getting submitted to the TABC soon. 
Um, I mean, we're probably we're talking about doing a kettle sour, like a little kettle sour series, uh, late August. So, all right, man, yeah, you guys, you guys have a lot in the works then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is all tentative based on like yeah. you know, let's say yeah, sure. The cores pick up. Let's say Kohl's picks up. That's coming yeah. out in twelve packs, you know, in a couple of weeks. So, if that takes off, then the limiting constraint is going to be our tank space. So. Well, congratulations. I love the says on. It's really good. Thank you. Congratulations on all the success. You guys have done fantastic. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks right. so much. Catch you guys later. Cheers. This is Justin Hatley from Lakewood Brewing. Say it again. You weren't even recording? Nah. You were recording? Now I, you do the promo all over again? You do. Oh, oh. You at home, why are you not here at Big Texas Beer Fest? You need to come next year. If you're watching this and you're not here right now, you need to come next year. It's one of the best festivals in, in Dallas every year. You're going to get some beers that you're never going to get. Like Today I've got two beers that we literally de-barreled this week. I packed it yesterday. Red Wine Till and Toil available on uh, April 20th. Grand Allowance, uh, our barrel-aged wheat wine, uh, Chardonnay barrels, available on, uh, I think, April 20th as well. And... Come on, man. Beer Bloods? Yeah, Beer Bloods. I've actually listened to your podcast. You oh, guys nice. gave some really badass reviews to the Rum Barrel Coconut. I Thank appreciate you. that. That was <laughs> yeah, my project. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was great. It's a great beer. Yeah. One of the better uh, coconut beers going, yeah. So we're, we're working on a coconut recipe right now to kind of, so the, the coconut recipe that I did for the Rum Barrel Tentress was uh, ex exorbitant, to put it in many, many, many words. Uh, it was about a half a pound per gallon of coconut. Wow. That's why it tasted like an almond joy. Like yeah. I just took a bunch of those coconut and filled a bag and yeah. sanitized it and said, Whoop. we only had one barrel. Um, I had one rum barrel. I decided to put coconut in it and we only got three kegs out of it. And it went fast. It was super popular. And so I'm working on a recipe right now to make it on a, on a big scale. So, uh, We've got the recipe finalized, uh, and later this year, I don't have a date, uh, I don't have a date at all, uh, later this year we'll have it available non-barrel aged, uh, sometime between fall and winter is my guess, yeah. um, and that'll be available with the non-barrel age in uh, four packs and uh, kegs, just like our normal seduction series. And then I am busy sourcing rum barrels right now with this little sexy guy right here. Look at that, look at that boy. <laughs> this is the guy behind Grand Allowance, by the way. Get yourself some of that. It's good. I'm having it right now. Oh, thanks. Uh, wheat wine, Chardonnay barrel age, 12.8%. Phenomenal. Part, part two of our uh, new barrel age legendary series that we're going to do modern a collection time, series. I got you, uh, so there's a um, wide barrel age. Yeah, I like that modern time shirt. Okay. I got a buddy of mine that brews there. Back to the point. But Grand Allowance coming out soon. Uh, I think I already mentioned it, but the, the coconut. Uh, we're working on the rum barrels right now. Uh, so if you remember it from last year, uh, that is uh, my project that I'm, I'm, I'm taking on. I want to make sure that it is as good as you guys remember. Uh, I don't want to disappoint. And please look forward to that because I'm excited about what that turned into. I think it turned into an amazing, amazing beer. Yeah, we... We, we love all the crazy temperature stuff we've been doing, and uh, we're always trying to push the boundaries. What's up, my friend? Burn Barrel? Absolutely. Woo. See? Everyone's popping off. <laughs> all right, thanks, Justin. Cheers. So we're here back uh, over at St. Arnold when Dustin and I are about to get married. We're going to become Legally Wed Podcasters. 
Watch more officially at Wet as Podcasters. We can never break the show up again. <laughs> That's it. We probably will. It'll probably end in a couple weeks. And if, if we want to do the break room, that means we've got to get Thomas out here today. Uh, everyone's already married to him, though. Well, that probably will end a divorce shortly. He doesn't count. So we're waiting in line by uh, behind a couple of other couples. Yeah. No, there's no annulments. No. The, uh, the, the Church of St. Arnold does not allow this. I've already annulled it, actually, before oh, we you're go about, in there. You're about to get annulled. It's already done. You're about to get annulled after this. <laughs> Dustin and Mark. Dustin and Mark. Fantastic. I'm St. Arnold. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, St. Arnold. Okay, yeah, yeah. You've lived a very long time. <laughs> I look good for my age. You do. You really do. Just a touch of gray. Dustin and Mark. We're doing your barrel age 15 right now. Fantastic. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you have beer. We have come together today to witness and celebrate the beer union of Dustin and Mark in loving beer matrimony. Your decision to unite your lives into one is fitting and right if there is love of beer in your hearts. There is. Good. Yes. Agreed. There better be. Water is the essence of life, but when water is combined with grains, hops, and yeast, the outcome is glorious beer. Glorious beer! So too shall be the product of your beer union. Please say to him, with love in my heart, with love in my heart, and for the entire world to see, and the entire world to see, I offer you my hand, offer you my hand, and my glass, and glass for sure, to share forever, to share forever. Will you be my beer husband? Will you be my beer husband? Absolutely. Absolutely. Very definitive. No doubt in my heart. All right. And then say to him, with love in my heart, with love in my heart, and for the entire world to see, and for the entire world to see, I offer you my hand, I offer you my hand, no matter what may be on tap, no matter what may be on tap, in our lives to in, come, in our lives together, will you be my beer husband? Will you be my beer husband? I will. Your two hearts now beating as one, your souls now deeply joined anew. Walk forward together and have a beer together. As St. Arnold, the patron saint of brewers, it is my right, privilege, and honor to pronounce you beer husbands. Cheers. Cheers. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you. Right. We're in love forever. So uh, we just got finished with Big Texas Beer Fest 2017. The, uh, I would say it was a better year than uh, last year. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know what it was, what it was different it, this it's year. It's one of the better ones they've done in a few years. I would agree. It's um, It had a different energy this year. Yeah. And I would say it was more... between The difference between this and Untapped is this is a more high-energy festival than Untapped is. <laughs> Untapped is much more relaxed. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of really drunk people here, too. I think that's part of it, though. But I think it's, yeah. it's yeah. that more... Uh, you know, being in the enclosed space, I think lends it a certain energy. Yeah, that makes it a like lends a more a higher energy to it. Yeah, I would agree. And by the way, we're joined here by Jim, our friend Jim from our old Tetris episode. I know. I had fun. I thought it was pretty good. Not not too packed. They had uh, a lot of good vendors. Tops was cool to talk to. Very friendly. Yeah, I would agree. You know, you didn't you didn't get a, a huge fill. You know, with the. Uh, the cups that they provided, but um, I think with 12 portions for a single person, that's pretty much enough. Yeah. yeah. 
And you can always buy extras if you wanted to. You can buy extras and a couple of bucks. If you're like, if you're lucky like me and nobody asks you for your card, yeah, then you can just have unlimited uh, beer while you're a big. Yeah, space. you're you're kind of a. B- I am a. B- um, <laughs> Believe yeah, that. I, I think you know if you're lucky enough, you can get married on film and uh, at uh, St. Arnold's. You know. <laughs> well, hopefully yeah, by the time true. you hear that, so my aim is uh, to put out a compilation video of what happened during Big Texas. So hopefully by the time this is out, you'll hear you'll still be able to hear and see. Uh, highlights from the Big Texas Beer Festival. Uh, if, I, if I have that actually done by this time, I'll try to put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we got a decent amount of highlights. Yeah, we took a lot of video. Dustin and I got, as you probably just heard at the end of this audio, because depending on how I cut this thing, <laughs> uh, Dustin and I got beer married, so we are locked for life in pod, uh, beer podcast. In beer, so. yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought this was one of their better years. Yeah, I would and agree. And I don't know how to... I don't know how why that is. I don't know. It's like some weird ephemeral energy, but... It was a little bit smoother than usual. I yeah. don't know. Like, I think adding the Friday night in the last couple of years has helped drastically. Oh, yeah. Although it was still packed. It, we got here at noon, and it was empty because we got in with the press. It was busy, but compared to before, before you couldn't even walk around. I would know? agree. Yeah, there was, I didn't see any vomiting. We saw some people almost getting a fight. Yeah. We saw some diarrhea, but we no saw, vomiting. Yeah. A lot of diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of their better years. Uh, did you have right. a favorite beer? I, I think, the, again, as we said before, it's, it's difficult because... Um, very few well, brewers bring experimental brews to this festival. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit educated this time in the Firkin realm, which yeah. I was not aware of. Apparently, uh, the Texas area does allow for Firkins, and before we thought it could only be previously approved TABC beers right. that were approved for mass release, but apparently the Firkin is something that is allowed, yeah. and it's allowed, uh, you know, if someone wants to do a one-off. Right. Yeah, and I think that I think that's something. There's two areas of improvement that I think Big Texas could do. One is a lot of the brewers brought seating, like Lakewood and Noble Ray. They brought seating. I think honestly, there's so much space in that building that I think if Big Texas were to bring in some, you know, flimsy plastic chairs, uh, I think yeah. that would help things a lot because you know you get. I mean, we were here for five, almost six hours, yeah, and our feet are you know aching. After all that, so you were crying pretty much. I was crying. My feet were actually bleeding. Yeah, they were actually bleeding. Well, it's sad for you because normally you sit at home in the same chair. Yeah, grow into the chair. Right. When you had to move around, it's hard. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's tough for you. Yeah, it's very much a idiocracy situation. Jim did a good impersonation of it there. Yeah, exactly. That's normally what you do at home. Normally, just a blood trail around my house. But South Park, you know, uh, (laughs) World of Warcraft episode where he's like, exactly. Now, when Mark so, gets up, he has to literally rip his skin out yeah, of the seat. Every time. Seat. It always so. requires a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. So I think one thing is they could, if they could add more seats, I think it would be really good. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to be primarily concentrated on the poles of the event. So Noble Ray on one end, Liquid on the other. And there were some right. sparse here and there. But I think that would be an improvement. And then second, yeah. I, I hope that Chad over Big Texas, I think if they would encourage the Brewers to bring Firkins, like yeah. make it a thing of like bring us a fur like couple of three firkins like pedicles always bring us a firkin today they had the duke yeah. of peaches and uh, a couple others i can't remember what they said noble ray had a couple um i think if you were to make it i agree and thank if, you to tubs by the way for educating us on yeah, that tubs, we did yeah. not record that but that is where we got that information so I, I think if they were to encourage the brewers to bring more firkins maybe make a competition out of it maybe not just maybe say we would ask you to bring at least one firkin of some yeah. variants since apparently the Texas law does allow for that, right. I think that would make it an even better festival. Yeah, I agree. But otherwise, I think this was... I I enjoyed this year uh, more than I did other years, and I don't know why that is. 
Well, for one, being press helps. Well, Let's yes. just be honest. But we had that last year as well. Um, we can't complain about – well, I didn't. You did. Uh, you lorded it over me. I did. I was sitting in VIP way in the back. Is that when you, you tried to steal – at me. Is that when you tried to steal food from 1050 last year? Uh, well, that was a different reason, but, yes, I did do that. That was when I got super drunk. This year, the drunken level was down, too, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, we got some good interviews. But, yeah, I, I think – literally, I honestly think being press helps a ton. Well, yeah. Obviously, everyone listening can't do that. Yeah. But – for us, it was really nice. So, did you of, of everything we drank today? Uh, did you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, I would say the vanilla rye from Goose Island was definitely a favorite. Um, again, that was an advantage of being pressed because we got to be right in the front of the line. Yeah. Uh, even when the VIPs all ran in there, uh, you would have to be in the front of the VIP to get it because they had because they only 10 had bottles. They only had ten bottles of it, so we were able to get in there about ten minutes to one, stand in line, yeah. have all the uh, VIPs running behind us, and we were able to get it. Uh, that was that was really good. Uh, KBS is always but, good. Hold on, hold on. But as that one guy said behind me, Goose Island has a really long line for no reason. Absolutely well, forget no about reason that guy. at all. Forget about that guy. But that was good. The KBS is always good. Um, Bells is always good. Uh, they're a new addition to Texas. Uh, Two-hearted. Uh, any, I don't know, the oatmeal stout, anything you can get from them. Right, but I wouldn't say they were best in show. They were just... I just said they're good. Okay, they're good, yeah. Two-hearted is about best in show for IPA. It's in top two or three. It's good, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, surprises. like Surprises, no. Uh, Pedicola Sledgehammer, always yeah. a good addition to these festivals. We we missed the uh, the uh, Deep Ellen Barrel Crusher by this much. Yeah, you said you can't forget the Ice Block. The Ice Block was good. You're right. The Ice Block was good. The but Ice Block was very good. 6% really, uh, you know. But I'll tell you the one. Augments your brain somewhat. <laughs> My favorite was definitely... And I'm not saying just because we, we've done an interview with them, but Tup Saison was really surprisingly, for an Imperial Saison, 9.4% ABV. Yeah. I really like that beer. I didn't have that one, but their uh, for Ella yeah, that was double good IPA too. was really good. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have the one you had, but uh, their day off, too, their new uh, Kolsch they're putting out. They don't have that. Normally, Kolsch's, I feel, are kind of bland, and yeah. like, they're fine. To me, Kolsch's are like a step up from a lager, right. and I'm like... It's okay, but if I'm going to have a poolside thing, it's like a step up from a lager. This Kolsch was actually really good. It had like a savory edge to it, right. and it was tasty. Yeah, it was. Uh, their Saison, I, I was really surprised. It was light and fruity and peppery like you might get out of a regular low ABV Saison. Right. But this one was 9.4%, and you could not tell. Yeah. And Even I thought, their double IPA is less ABV than their Saison. Yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, the Oak Island's Chump Change was also really, really good. But it was the barrel age. Uh, it was barrel age, also really good. But I was just surprised by the Tup Saison and how good it was. To me, that I, was my favorite beer of the show. I missed the Dream Crusher barrel age version. We, we all missed it because um, of you. It's all your fault. You can get it other places, but I missed it. You missed it by I'll have to that find much. It somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I blame you for that. The Bitter Sisters barrel age knockout was pretty good too. That was good. Um, yeah, I think anything I was seeking out, the Trump change that was barrel age was good. Yeah. A lot of barrel age stuff this yeah. year, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember having anything from a firkin. I didn't even have the Pedicolas firkin. No, we we totally forgot about that. Yeah, uh, we we talked to Michael Pedicolas uh, just for not even ten seconds. Yeah, but we forgot about the firkins. The skateboard man passed us. He did. He did indeed. Um, he said you were a good looking dude though. So yeah, I'm maybe fat, you're a ham. I'm good looking. He said you're a handsome DFW guy. Yeah. I think that was the quote. All right. Well, any um, closing thoughts, Jim? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a good time. Yeah, it was good. I think this is their best one in many years, and like I said, I, I don't know why, 
It was a good energy. I, I hate to be a jackass. I still like Untapped slash Index Fest better, but this is a very solid 1B. Like, just, I, I to, like it a lot. I think it's just a very different festival. Like To me, yeah. Untapped is more... It's much more laid back, whereas being inside in this in this festival adds like a certain energy to it that you don't get yeah, in Untapped. True. You get a much more communal aspect. I mean, yeah. If you couldn't tell by the yelling in some of our audio, yeah, it uh, like, it's, a, it's much more communal aspect. But, Every two uh, seconds. It's just a very different festival. Yeah. But this is our last pure beer festival in this town. Yeah, it's I more mean, pu- it is more than, pure than Untapped. Other than maybe Fergie Fest or Big, big Little... Big, Big no, little, no, no, whatever. But I'm saying in Dallas proper, it's our last proper beer it, festival. It's this one in Index, really the yeah. only ones we have. Index and is going to be more food. Index we'll s- is more of a mix. We'll, yeah, we'll see. This we'll is see. more of a pure. We'll see how Index changes with being focusing also on food this yep. next year. So, all right, all right. Uh, I would give this one. I would give this one five out of five today. I think it was really, really good. I'll give it two flaming thumbs up. That's the wrong rating scale. Okay, that's that's five out of five. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Brew Blast. Have a rating, Jim. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll give it a thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. We'll see we you guys in the next episode of Brewbloods. You can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com. Call us at some number. Uh, go to redbird.com slash r slash brewbloods and brewbloods.net for all the links to every single if you want to listen to the audio version. Probst. So, for Dustin, I'm Mark. Mark, I'm Dustin. Probst. And and for Jim, I'm Mark and Dustin. So probes. 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 <laughs>